hit it, boys. Neither of us are men, not telling tales. That's not... Actually, we're men in privilege only, I would say. Uh, I, I think that we're men in that like we haven't had certain shitty things happen to us that happen to other people like because we're men and that's a stupid thing or whatever. But like generally like we don't we don't have like men attributes. But no, I, I, I would agree with that years ago, but I think that like quote unquote being a man has changed for the better. In the uh, post Gillette ad world. That's, that's right. Yeah, post Gillette ad world, we are men. Okay. So I think that saying that we're not men, I think like says is kind of like promoting toxic masculinity that's true yeah i guess it's like distancing ourselves from traditionally what like manly stuff was yeah. to do but i i guess what i was saying is we've never been the macho, macho type. <laughs> yeah that we are not said, alphas not alphas we've covered that ground many a time but i'll tell you what every now and then you dip your toe into the waters of what traditionally would be a manly thing and for some reason not that you aspire to that but it does feel kind of good guess what i did today what'd you do i worked on the car i worked ooh. on my car what is that what did you do see though these, what did you see do these hands? i don't oh wow you got like motor oil on your hands i mean like i wish you'd washed them i worked on the, oh no no you know what i did after what you want to talk about man shit found a napkin in my car gave it a little spit <laughs> oh god wiped on it now i mean there, are you touching shit in my house? Because yes. I've got motor oil and yeah, your spit. I, That's just a, worse. Set up for this? Yeah. You're getting all over. You famously I, did not help I set did up for a, this. I put the microphone where it needed to be. <laughs> I uh, I did a uh, hand sanitizer after. All right. I, guess. I, by the way, still don't really know what hand sanitizer does. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Like, I really wish they'd wash your hands before this recording. I didn't do that. <laughs> Too busy working on the car. So get in the car today. I want I want details on what that entails, though. All right. So there's a light on in the car. One of the lights is saying, "All right, something's wrong." It's with the, the light car. above the the center dash when yeah, you press the it turn. When I caught <laughs> yes. it accidentally. It's only on one side of the car. That thinking, would be a very funny thing to do. Is like, ah, man, there's been this light on in my car. I, I I got under the hood and I finally fixed it. There's just a button that's on the roof and you gotta hit it. You gotta hit it. Who knew the tap lights invented <laughs> it existed in cars before uh, the tap light phenomenon? Of uh, tap lights are for pissing, right? Well, tap lights is it like the ones that you just like you tap yeah. on the wall or whatever? I think that's just for like pissing at night. Somebody, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I like clap lights. I tried to do the clap light at the end of our saw thing the other day to just like turn it off because I was done. Like, all right. <laughs> All it would done. be sick if that if the stream deck on my computer had uh, clap integration. I feel like that could be uh, that could be put together. But so there's a light on the car, and it's telling me low tire pressure. So first thing, I'm like, all right, it's got to be the tires. I go to the gas station where they have the machine and everything. Mm-hmm. Get the air in it. And I got the little hose thing. I do a. I take out the phone. Classic working on your star, car stuff. I Google what is the PSI of these tires supposed to be? Thirty-two to thirty-five. 
It was they they wanted me at thirty four. Okay, so that's very good. You've worked on the car before. I have, yeah. So I'm plugging away, just pumping air into it, making sure I don't go above. What's your anxiety level? Because like the first couple times that I had done the tire thing, I was very very. You thought nervous. you were gonna overdo it? I thought I was gonna overdo it. I thought I was gonna explode in my face. Thought I was gonna die. Like thought like thought when you pull out the thing that like oh boy you gotta get the cap back on like as soon as possible like it's it's fucking intense so in all seriousness i have put air in tires <laughs> enough time in my life that i don't have that fear but also you gotta remember sometimes i restring guitars and that is way scarier to me than a tire potentially blowing up in your face mm. because it's so unlikely there's a lot of safeguards in there when you're winding a string that's steel too tight it's very conceivable that it could just snap and hit you in the face. And that, to me, is way How scarier. much damage will that do? I mean, famously, it could blind you. Okay, yeah, fair. The eyes are on... Yeah, the eyes are on the face. That's so. true. Do you wear, like, safety glasses when you string your guitar? No, I should. One time I did live stre- stream myself uh, restringing guitar just because... I don't know. Maybe I want a footage if it happened. You want you want to make content out of it? It was just like a scary moment, and I thought that maybe I don't know. It was during quarantine, so we were all <laughs> very bored. But anyway, so I'm getting in there. I'm under the under the hood. I'm under the like proverbial doors, hood. kind of. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Like I'm lower than I normally am when I'm standing up, okay. and I'm pumping away. Mm-hmm. Chug chug chug. <sighs> Guy, a construction guy walked by, gave me a little nod. It was like, man stuff. Hey, I'm on my way to do some of that shit too. <laughs> and I finish up. Um, not just the end of the story. I put uh, air in my tires today. You mowed the lawn recently, though. Uh, I did mow the lawn recently. Uh, unfortunately, we just got a landscaper. So, can't. Nice. That's a one check off my man card. Oh, yeah. But. Why do you have like motor oil on your hands if you put air on your tires? Because is that the, just like the, sh- the cap is always going to have stuff on it? You don't. You don't. You the uh, what are those things called? Hubcaps? No, but like mm-hmm. air caps. Uh, whatever those things might be called, those things are always just like blackened. Eh. You never really. I think when I do it, it's I don't usually get my hands that dirty. I so, just did it recently, like a couple weeks ago. So you. I just keep a clean tire. You, I was going to say you're a bit softer in your car maintenance, I would <laughs> yeah. say. Mine, I, more on top of it. Oh, no, no. What I did was way more rugged. What? Absolutely. If you end up with, like, if you end up doing anything that involves your car and your fingers have, like, black streaks on them after, you were definitely more rugged. There, there was a lot more, like, blue gene <laughs> to what you were doing. I, I think it looks like you were doing something more rugged. You were just putting air in your tires. You're, it just means that your car is more filthy. If somebody if somebody were to see both of us right now and they see these hands... They would trust they you guess, more to fix your car. All right, I need help with my car. Who's going to do it? They, they would or trust you. if they were even just like, hey, uh, I need some boots real quick. I'm guessing this guy has <laughs> boots. This other one probably doesn't have boots. It's fair. Yeah, it's fair. But uh, also, I mean... T- for people watching the video episode right now, I look like I'm more dressed like a guy that that could fix your car right now. You you're dressed in full New England Revolution gear. Yeah, like I'm, top, I'm dressed top more to like bottom. I, I could go play a soccer game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, 
But I think looks wise, you're like just general looks wise, you oh, yeah. would probably you more trusted. Naked, <laughs> yeah. I like even though you're in better shape than I am, I look like more of a car guy. Yeah, you got more body hair, you're taller. They're yeah. like this guy needs a step stool to even look under the hood. So like I'll tell you what though, you would you'd be I'd easy be a good under yeah, that yeah, thing. Oh right. man. You could save money on wheels. You don't need to even need to get like four of them. Just like <laughs> pop two on you and oh you're right yeah. under there. I mean, put us both together, and we could be one awesome car guy. That works for a lot of things. I think True. that, like, if you combined our powers, we would make a we we'd scratch a lot of itches for what's needed of people in life. Famously, if you put us both together, we don't make right. one successful podcast. Famously, though. we find like the twenty five percent of each of us that. Uh, can't really do much, and we hone in <laughs> on that. But I don't know. Like, how'd you feel mowing the lawn? I know that you ended up getting. Oh, a I love mowing the lawn. After. Uh, yeah, like uh, my, it was my sister's idea to get a landscaper, and I was like, "Well, can they do like maintenance that doesn't include mowing the lawn?" Because I enjoy mowing the lawn. Uh, it's like a very therapeutic thing for me. But she was like, "No, they won't. They like literally won't take business if they're not like mowing your lawn." Like, I bet I know why. Why? Because they they're they're putting signs on there saying that hey we work on this place or they if they're if they, this is going to be a place they do they need to look as good as possible. Yeah, and no offense. Fair. Obviously, they're going to take greater care or have better expertise in doing it than a uh, than like a a guy who mows his lawn. Yeah, well, I mean, famously right now nobody's mowing their lawn because we just had like an outrageous heat wave that killed everybody's grass and it just hasn't grown in 2 weeks. So, uh that I mean, that was like one of the wildest heat waves I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Like, being from Boston, we don't usually get a ton of heat waves, but it was like 95 to 100 degrees for like 2 weeks straight. Horrible. And honestly, it was I th- I've thought about it a lot. It's the least I've enjoyed weather anywhere and it's because like i've been obviously you've had to deal with a lot of new england weathers but you know what you're getting there right us getting 95 to 100 for a prolonged stretch is like i was in atlanta one time and it snowed and they were doing the like all right cancel school shut everything down we got like a, a drop of snow and all the Boston people that were there were like, uh, can you believe this? They don't know. And it's like, I can believe this. They do not. They are not prepared for this. Don't know how to deal with this. We barely in New England know how to drive in snow. These human beings have never driven in snow. They're not prepared for this. This has to be the worst for them. So if I were in Texas for these last couple of weeks and it were 100 degrees, I would understand that because I've been to Texas before. I know how it works. I'd be prepared for it. This has just absolutely sucked because honestly... If I ever move and I ever live somewhere else, I'll probably spend a lot of the summers in the Northeast anyway, because this is one of the few things we have. That's not one of the few. The Northeast is very nice, but summer in the Northeast is the best. It's very bearable. Yes. Like it, it is usually it's hot, in the but it's 75 not to 85 range, yeah. 90s on like a hot day. Like every once in a while you get you'll get like a 90 degree day and you're like, "Damn, it is hot out today." And that's fine because it's just a, an every now and then sort of thing. These last couple of weeks have been horrible. I've spent as much time in Maine as I could just because I've been able to shave off like 3 or 4 degrees off that but it has sucked and 
Yeah, not for me. Yeah, no, I, I'm very glad that it, the heat wave has finally broken. Going to the Red Sox game tonight. Hopefully, will not uh, not be punished by by the heat. So uh, the temperature, not the only thing that uh, will have dropped tonight at Fenway. I'm just assuming that balls will be hit at Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Duran Duran. So uh, one of our producers at work will insert Duran Duran plays into highlights. Yeah. Even if it's like nothing. Even if it's just like, all right, fourth inning, Jaron Duran up uh, like 0-2. And uh, there's a ball. All right, we go to the seventh or whatever, just so we can say Duran Duran. <laughs> I love Duran Duran, dude. I mean, I like I like the way that you say it, but I dis <laughs> I have not disliked a Boston sports player more than that guy in a long time. He's the only fucking interesting thing about the Red Sox right now. Like, even the Chris Sale stuff. I'm like, oh yeah like like Francesca when uh when uh Walt says that they're in danger, and she's like, this isn't news <laughs> this is every time you speak you're saying that yeah, you're in like, danger oh, a bad thing has gone has happened to the Red Sox and Chris sale very interesting <laughs> hey very... look you thought Chris sale was going to be healthy to play, maybe he'd end up honoring that contract, but it's like who said who like who was who was waiting for him to come back? It's not going to happen if it does happen, cool, I guess, but no. Oh, Duran wow. Duran, I like. Massive breaking news mm. uh, from the two friends of brunch on a text chain. Uh, I don't, oh, you're not involved, and you're about to find out why. Oh. Uh, Diarrhea Planet uh, reuniting. That was in... There was... The rumblings. Murmurs. There were rumblings for a little bit. Yeah. That. Yeah. And, and uh, you, know, you know how you knew that? Probably from following those people on Twitter. No. How? At a baseball game with Ryan Lambert. He was oh. the one who told us, like, there are rumblings that uh, they're getting back together. And November 22nd and 23rd. And so... At the Sinclair? Uh, no, I, uh, I believe that this is in Nashville. Yeah. Oh, playing in Nashville. it be an on-site thing. Yeah, uh, you have never gotten into Diarrhea Planet. We discussed this at the baseball game. Just like a preposterous thing that you refuse to get into. Like Not the, refuse you like, but like you turn down a friend the many other day a time. Said, uh, "Hey, uh, you never watched Game of Thrones. You getting on that?" My answer was, "At some point, I'm sure." I'm not saying that I don't want to do that. Famously, I don't like Harry Potter, but what, that's not even true. I loved Harry Potter. Yeah, you did. Uh, but. I, it's not a refusal thing. It's just like uh, my time hasn't come for that. I didn't watch Breaking Bad the first few seasons. Yeah, fair, but I, I guess like it, it plays differently when they are no longer exist as a band. Like, and they're the and like the big thing about them is that they're the best live band. Mm. They're, uh, they're they have good studio stuff, but literally like their selling point is you gotta see you, like it's like hockey. It's like pretty cool, pretty good on TV, pretty good in in, in a studio, but like to get the full experience, you gotta go. And like you gotta experience it, and you, just, it just makes me want to go see a hockey game. You kind of missed the boat on Diary Planet, unfortunately. Not on hockey. I've seen so much hockey. So you're you're if you're comparing them to seeing a live hockey game, I've seen and will continue to see 
live hockey game. Right, but even just mentioning seeing a live hockey game, you're like, ooh, I want to go see a live hockey game. Yeah. So that's, that's the experience Diary of Planet. You talk about seeing Diary of Planet, you're like, fuck, I want to see Diary of Planet again. Like, I would go to Nashville to see them play. Here's a question. It was posed recently by friends of me. <laughs> uh, what is the one event that you would spend top dollar on? We were talking about the World yeah, Cup. I was and he there. Was saying that. Oh yeah, that's right. I was okay, there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and all right. So my friend Mike's answer was USA in any sort of meaningful World Cup game. He's spending. I think he said like two or three thousand dollars or something. Mm-hmm. Did I didn't really have an answer for that? Did you have an answer for that? Uh, no, but I mean, I think the easy one for me would be like game seven of like the Stanley Cup final if my team's playing or like the gold medal game for yeah. Olympics if the USA is in it. Honestly, game seven of a Stanley Cup final, regardless of who's playing, I think could be. I've been a to one. Answer. Wasn't much fun. <laughs> I've been to I've been to two game sevens of the Stanley Cup final. I've also been to a famous game six. I've been to two famous Game 6s, but one of them was more infamous if you're a Bruins fan. Mm-hmm. You see, the Bruins won one of those Game 6s. It forced a Game 7? Yeah. And they won on the road. Game 6, 2013, though, boy. The amount of weird <laughs> bullshit takes that have come from that fucking game. A lot of revisionist history. I would, I'd probably, my hair would be better and I would probably live longer if. Tukaras' name was never mentioned with game six. If they just lost in like the second round, like people thought they might have, and no, there would be no takes and just whatever. Who fucking cares? But then they had to go sweep the fucking penguins and be awesome. Like an incredible sweep. That was not even like a shred of a doubt. They allowed two goals. Yeah, it's unbelievable. They allowed two goals against the best offense in the NHL that had also just added Jerome McGinley. Like, ridiculous. Anyway, uh, a Game 7 might be the answer. And the re- the reason I knew that... I was g- I was going to say, like, oh, Celtics in NBA Finals or something. You had a chance. But the Celtics had just been in the NBA Finals. And I did go to one of the games. But you didn't pay top dollar. Uh, yeah, I didn't pay top dollar. I paid... I paid very reasonable dollar. Mm-hmm. Folks, have friends with season tickets. <laughs> I, I, I think that I want to become a, a season ticket guy at some point. I think so, too. And it's weird because that sounds like when you're a kid, it sounds like a good idea. And then you think about it and you're like, yeah, but what a hassle it must be. You got to get to the games. You got to give the tickets away. You got to try to find people. I think to I would want to go in on season tickets. Mm. Honestly, I think that if I had like Celtics season tickets right now. I would be fine with finding people to go with me, and also I would want to go a lot. Yeah. Like I truly don't think that I would roll my eyes. If it were Patriots season tickets, that's another story. Even though there's way fewer games, you ever go to a Patriots game? Yeah. Like it's not that much fun. Real production. It's not that much fun. Real production. I'm going to uh, friend of the podcast, friend of Pete, friend of DJ. Photographer of Pete and DJ, famously, uh, Kellen, Hell and yeah. I have locked in our Chargers game. Neither of us have ever been to a Chargers game before. 
Yeah, neither has any Chargers fan. Uh, that's very true. Dude, do you know the Chargers tickets are extremely expensive? A lot of questions there. Well, you got to hit a certain a certain overhead, and if you're only selling four tickets, you got to charge a lot for them. That's true. They're like, we need to make $1,000 <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> right. We could do the like Atlanta Falcons thing and make everything super cheap, and then everyone's going to want to come. We should go to a Falcons game this year. I'm always down to go to Atlanta. Dude, I, I love go, Atlanta I, so much. I just said fuck a Patriots game, but I really want to travel to football games this year for some reason. Are they playing the Falcons this year? Let's see. Let's look at the Falcons schedule. Dude, a Falcons game with Randy, and we can pretend to be Falcons fans. We could get like we could way overdo it. Randy doesn't listen to this podcast, so he's not going to hear this. That's it's true. Fine. Let's make this whole plan uh, on here. We could show up and be like, yeah. I mean, you're a Falcons fan, but we just kind of want to see what a football game's like down there. And then day of, we get dressed, we and like we're like full the Falcon bird, Man. Full bird <laughs> costume. <laughs> yeah, we're the Falcon Man. Hell yeah. On the subject of uh, costumes, I learned this past week that my nephews are already thinking about Halloween. Love that. Yep. You you know the movie that they're obsessed with right now? Have I told you this? Uh, minions. Sing two. Sing two. Okay. Which is funny. That's you who is obsessed with minions. Sorry. Yeah. When I saw Sing two, I was like, not much of a kids movie. There's like a very homicidal character, and all of this instead of like put on the show or you're gonna lose money is put on the show or you'll die. And at one point, Bobby Cannavale takes out a hit. On Buster Moon, it's really crazy. Sounds a lot like ants. Yes, it's like an insane movie, but my two little nephews absolutely love it. They want to do a big... Uh, Actually, it's only one of your nephews. Uh, the other one belongs to me via I'm sorry, draft. that's true. Dude, and the nephew that you got, have I shown you the video of us watching that movie while yes. Bad Guy is yes. playing? And he does the duh yeah. In real time, what an acquisition! That was a dude. That was that was the Sagan trade, big time on my part. I didn't even get a pick back. <laughs> Horrible, just one for one. But they want to do, uh, uh, they want to do Sing too, and mm-hmm. Sing heads will know all the characters there. You know who they want me to be? No, Johnny. Fuck yeah! I don't know who that is. Yeah, you do. You don't. It's uh, Taron Egerton. Oh, he plays the gorilla? He's like the, the gorilla with like the huge upper body, plays the piano, wears a leather jacket. The reason I was chosen for Johnny was because I was a, quote, leather jacket guy. That's an awesome reason to be chosen for Johnny. That's a great reason, but uh, it's news to me as I don't think I I've ever seen have you. never <laughs> owned, owned nor worn, I believe. I don't think I've ever even put on a leather jacket. E- wow. I like, though, that... You've In got some that people's vibes. They're like, he works on cars. He wears leather jackets. But you have like you have the black jean jacket that could be like that misconstrued for a leather jacket by a dumbass like a I, child. I am a well. So this was adults. Oh really? He said, well, oh well, that makes sense. He wears leather jackets. You, you know him. He's always wearing yeah. leather jackets. <laughs> That's how I'm just going to describe you to people. I now. again am wearing New England Revolution shorts, New England Revolution jersey. New England Revolution hat. Let's pull up this uh, Falcons roster. But first, uh, on the subject of football, fantasy football season is coming up. And there's a little f- uh, fake out. We don't have a read for a fantasy football company. We do not. I was wondering where you're going with that. But, but we could. to play football, yeah. 
you usually have to be athletic. That's true. And you play on a field. Which, which is, is blue in Boise. Boise. Yeah, that's right. People forget that. Uh, people have been calling me AG13 recently. Mm-hmm. And I there's been some questions. Well, you've been calling me AG13. Yep. Said, hey, AG13, get your butt back here. It's when I were in a mall or something and <laughs> I run ahead of you. Get back here, AG13. That's what Pete's always saying. They call me AG13 because... I've been going glug on so much AG1 that they call me AG13. It's Athletic Greens. And this is a product that I literally use every day. My words, not theirs. You know what AG1 is? I do. Well, I do, but I don't. Okay. I know know what it is because I also use it and it's part of my daily routine. But I'll be honest with you. I don't have a ton of ideas what's in there. I just know that it's helpful. Tell so you why what, don't you explain it to me? You want to get some literature? You take the you read the back of AG one. So Athletic Greens is a it's an all encompassing drink powder that you take. It's a way of getting your greens and a way of getting your vitamins. You're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And what you do is you take it right at the beginning of the day. I'm not even looking at the copy right now, clearly, because I just know this. I do this. You take it. You take one scoop. You put it in some cold water. Mm -hmm. I like to do – you could do 8 ounces. You could do 12 ounces if you'd like. With these things, I always like to go – smaller and then any water i want to do after i'll just do but you are getting all sorts of vitamins minerals everything you take it on an empty stomach that's what i do first thing in the morning pound it it doesn't taste bad and i say that sincerely Mm -hmm. i i agree strongly testifying it does not taste bad it doesn't taste like chicken parm, but it tastes like you're taking greens. I don't know if I want to take a uh, a f- supplement via drink that tastes like chicken parm. That, you, so- that sounds pretty gross. You know who uh, probably would? Jean Boudreaux. Tony Soprano. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say Tony Soprano. Okay, yeah, we'll cut that. Okay. Your, yeah, your answer is pretty good, too. So you think that Tony Soprano would take athletic greens? No. You know what he takes in the morning? Nothing. He's dead. Orange juice. They take they drink so much orange juice. They do. Also, I had But to I was going to say he didn't take athletic greens and now look at him. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't He's dead. don't stop a greenin'. Yes, don't stop a greenin'. What a read this is. All right. So, why did I consume it? Why did I start taking AG1? I'll be very frank with you. Just showed up on your doorstep. Just cuz A they sent me some yeah. and B a lot of people I know were talking about how they t- take it. Oh, really? Yeah. Jim Murray, friend okay. of the podcast, is a big Athletic Greens guy. And he's kind of like... I, I can identify with him bodily-wise <laughs> in that sometimes I'll prioritize something that tastes good over what might be the most healthy thing for me. Mm-hmm. But generally, I wish I were... I'd like to be a healthy person. That's kind of how he is. He's a big... He knows all the spots to eat good food, grill, tailgate, everything, but he'll like do yoga. Yeah. And he'll so I mean, I guess that's being an adult, kind of picking your spots of where to do it right and where to cut loose. It, and this is how stupid I am. I just started taking athletic greens because it showed up on my doorstep one day and I was like, Okay, I'll do this now. Oh, man. 
We were sent something one time. Oh man, that we were like, <laughs> we never talked about this. Let's Google this. <laughs> And I can't believe we Googled it. Yeah. And I, it was well, something like, that we should not have been taking. Well, it was so, it was so like mysterious that we were like, we have to Google this and find out what it is. We never ended up, it was sent to us as part of like an ad read deal. We Googled what the item was. We're like, oh, fuck no, we're not doing this. And so like we never ended up doing the ads. So we yeah. never ended up talking about it. But I believe that I still have it here of just like, just threw it in the corner and like was like, oh, never doing this. It was something dangerous. Yes. Tell you what's not dangerous, though. Athletic Greens. They call me AG13 because I'm always glugging that AG1. <laughs> I've taken it, I don't know, for weeks now in a row. And what I do is take a little bit or take this scoop in the morning. Then I wait about a half hour before I have my coffee. Mm-hmm. I let it settle in. I want to get all those nutrients in there. And you're getting... Want to say something like four hundred percent of the vitamin C that you need, and you're get, you're getting really everything that you could need to help with your energy levels. I know it's good for gut health. I've been a big gut health guy ever since I saw Cold Pursuit. The bad guy is really into gut health. Doesn't let his kid eat cookies, but I didn't know what to do about gut health. AG One, that's how that's what they're doing for me. I bring it with me when I travel. As I said, I've been going to Maine quite a bit to try to beat this heat. Got stuff that I can travel with. I would totally recommend it to friends. In fact, friend of the podcast and Celtic season ticket holder, Rich, is going to begin taking it Love Rich. at uh, my recommendation. So uh, it's lifestyle friendly, by the way. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. While still... Being a palatable tasting thing. And again, if, if this tasted bad, I would not be as gung-ho on it as I am. Yeah. It does not taste bad. It's super palatable. Again, the, the way I describe it is it tastes like you're drinking greens, but one of the greens is like either some like melon or like bubblegum type of thing. And it doesn't taste like a fake thing. It tastes good. That's where I. That's where I'm gonna go with that. It supports mental clarity and alertness. And uh, Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on science, with constant products, product iterations, and third party testing. All right, right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash brunch. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash brunch to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh we got to do a, a heat check here. Uh-oh. It's been a little bit since we've done a heat check, but a person near and dear to my heart is putting out new music. Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh. Her latest single stinks so bad. I didn't. I haven't heard it. You haven't listened to it? No. You just, you're going off of the text chain? Because yes. we, we basically have a Carly Rae Jepsen text chain with the boys. Famously, mm. only guys. Yes. Uh, and... When the new song came out, I think I was the first one to respond to it or uh, comment on it. But very quickly thereafter, uh, much confirmed. Yeah, I saw all the boys were like, oh, boy, this is really rough. And 
I love Carly Rae Jepsen. She's no stranger to putting out a clunker, though. So I don't take it as like, oh, not no, in a she's while, though. the wrong direction. Yeah, it's true. Last, even like the B-sides, even Dedicated B-side ripped. Yeah. Uh, dedicated was awesome. Not Party quite as good. Party for One was an initial clunker that grew on me. I wasn't even a clunker for me. I okay. always was like Party for One fan. Okay. Uh, you don't think this will grow on you, though? No. no, no, I'm just like gonna forget this one exists. Western Wind, not crazy about it. That was the lead single yeah. off the new album. Wasn't crazy about it at first. It has since grown on me, but I still I will acknowledge that it is not a spectacular song. So going sort of zero for two or like point five for two on the first two singles from this album, little bit concerning. Western Wind, um, not turning off, and if it's on at a bar. In like two years, I'll be like, "Oh yeah," and I'll feel right. kind of good about it's, it. It's the kind of song that you can uh, that like in the context of a full album. I think that you can appreciate it more because it's like not it's not like the banger that you were hoping that it would be when it first came out. Like yeah. as the lead single, when she hasn't put out new music for a while, like it's an odd choice because it's not that exciting of a song. Lord forgive me, we were closing down a bar in Portland, Maine last week, and for roughly the final hour, we were there. The bar played nothing but Carly Rae Jepsen. My and, kind of place. Yes. And people were filtering out. And I think it went from like, ah, good song. Nice. To like, two in a row now. <laughs> and then quickly, it was just distracting that they were only playing Carly Rae Jepsen. And uh, people were leaving. And it just remained like me and a few of my friends. And Rich correctly, or not correctly, maybe correctly suggested maybe they're trying to get us to leave and they don't understand how Carly Rae Jepsen fandom works. You're like, oh, it's some dudes. Let's get rid of them. All right. I don't know. Let's play Carly Rae Jepsen. And that's like being like, what's going on with all these moths? Let's I know that let's let's take a torch and let's let's shine them out. Turn on all the lights with all this fire. They're, they're afraid of fire, right? So we just stayed until they like truly had to kick us out. You would literally have to kick me out if a bar in Portland, Maine was just playing Carly Rae Jepsen. Like, you would have to drag me out of there. Did I ever tell you about the time that uh, I uh, was going to a brewery in Portland and I was wearing a Heim shirt? No. And I walked in. Uh, there was a cutie at the door. It was like, like that Heim shirt. And I was like, let's be professional, please. And... Uh, then I sat down with my friends. Next thing I know, they played like an hour's worth of Heim. Really? Yeah. Just because of that? They were, yeah. That's they were, amazing. What what brewery what was it? What customer service? Yeah, what brewery was it? Uh, I think it was Good Fire. Okay. Yeah. But they were like, all right, let's just make this one guy's That's day. That's pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> I a, love that. It was what a, a move. Um, Carly Rae Jepsen, not the only Pete fave putting out new music. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you were going to reference this. What? You just got an alert. Uh, new release from Father John Misty. What? Yeah. Uh, from Bandcamp, live at the Midland Theater. Oh, yes. He's doing like a Grateful Dead-ish type of thing where he's putting out his concerts. Okay. On, I like that uh, a lot. I think like once a week he's gonna he's putting out live recordings of his concerts, which very excited. He's coming up in like a month and a half. Hell yeah. We got those primo. We got those primo seats. Might go the night before in at Radio City Music Hall, but I'm leaning no. 
because I don't want to be tired or planning or rushing around for anything involving seeing Father John Misty. I think the move will just be take the entire day of the Father John Misty concert off and just like live. Just make an event. Yeah. Maybe smoke a little pot. Hell yeah. Right on it, it's it'll be right on the water, but it's going to be September, so it'll be a little cool. Maybe wear a sweatshirt that day. Ooh, yeah. Do legal harborside oh. before for sure. There's not there's literally nothing better than like end of the summer like like the last like good days to spend outside oh, yeah. and like have it be like sweatshirt and shorts. Oh, dude, love it. I'll tell you what. I've had I have my washed sweatshirt in my car and it's just there at all times in case I need to pop it on. Not once this summer have I gone for that sweatshirt. Well, because it's, it's been 100 upsetting. degrees the whole time. It's been 100 <laughs> fucking degrees. But especially like if you're in Maine or something, hey, let me just run, get that sweatshirt. And that always feels so good. That's actually not true. I did that uh, Chris Gethard when I saw him in Harvard Square a month ago or something. Uh, he did a podcast taping and then he did a stand-up set in between the two. It was a great opportunity. I think that's a little cool. I think that's my favorite summer look of all time. Is we just discussed like, this. Is like a long uh, sleeve. Yeah, or like yeah, like long sleeve and shorts, or like one of those sort of like faded like Cape Cod sweatshirts oh, yeah. that you just get at like a corner store or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like one of those like crew necks. Actually, it can be a hoodie too. But like one of those sweatshirts, wearing it at night, you're a little sunburned from like the day. But you've got that sweatshirt on. You've got some shorts. And just like drinking outside. The best. I just had a brilliant marketing idea. What? We should make, because we're both Maine over Cape Cod guys. Mm-hmm. We should make the like pink faded Cape Cod, Cape Cod sweatshirt. Red? Yeah. yeah, Cape Cod red. And it just says Cape Cod sucks. Yes. I love that Wouldn't idea. Wouldn't that be like, yes. Because I think Cape Cod fucking sucks i don't think it sucks i think it's extremely overrated cool fine that counts what would we do like cape cod over cape cod sucks or what if we just we should do like a a line and we're like really fucking this up by doing it like basically at the end of summer yeah this should have been our summer line for brunch yes it should have been like cape cod sucks sweatshirts or just like big word big letters like overrated yeah, so it says it says that instead of Cape Cod. Right. All it says is overrated. overrated. Yeah. Let's do the Cape Cod sucks line. Yeah. You could get both of those. All right. Uh, this will be in stores who possibly by the time you hear this podcast, <laughs> yeah, it is going yeah. to be literally the next thing that I do. I love this. Uh, but did want to quickly talk about the 1975. Yes. Because they put out some new music. They're working with uh, old uh, Jackie A. Uh, I was going to also bring them up because... Uh, I want to go VIP for for those tickets as well. They're playing in November, and that's at the uh, the that, pavilion. That is not. Oh no, that, no, no that's that would be at, that's November. at the uh, MGM Music Hall at All Fenway. Right. We that there's the, there's been talk of a connect, right? You gotta we, we, we yeah, that's, get that. Yeah, I mean, if if before like before the pandemic, the before right, times. right, right before the pandemic, they're like tour manager or their band manager dm'd me on twitter and was like yo i got you next time we come to boston i haven't heard from him since i don't remember his name i i don't think i'd be able to find the dm if i went looking for it but maybe it was like three years ago at this point so i doubt it but 
if by on the off chance the 1975's tour manager slash manager slash guy who DM'd me two years ago, three years ago, listens to brunch, please hook us up. Fun little just tip, and that this is a terrible segment called DJ Gives Social Media Advice, but just be cool to people and be nice to people, share interests with people, and like I'm pretty sure that's how we got in with Houndmouth of just Chris Thomas, their manager, yeah. being like, You guys hey, really like cool. this band. Supporting the band. Yeah. Love it. Oh, we'd love to chat with them sometime. Awesome. Let's see if we can make it work out at some point. And now we're going to dinner with the band every time they come. Yeah. Here. It's now the best. Chris is legitimately a friend. The guys in the band are legitimately friends. And it's all from just, hey, being cool, being mm-hmm. supportive. So, yeah. Um, I read a feature, but I, I don't love the new 1975 song. I wish it were just kind of an instrumental. It sounds cool, but its vocal, I think, is uh, pretty boring. I mean, I, I generally agree. I wouldn't say I love it. I think it's a, I think it's a really good song. It's, it's not. I'm not turning it off. Yeah. And when I say that I don't love something, I'm, I almost always mean I'm not turning it off. <laughs> like I, I'm not turning off "Bad Blood" by Taylor Swift. And that's like a pretty, I think that's a pretty bad song. But like, whatever, you could still enjoy stuff that you don't love. The new 1975 song is called Happiness. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, it's quite enjoyable. I think it's like a, it's kind of a party. Like it's, uh, it's certainly not one of the, uh, the songs that we throw in the garbage when it comes to a 1975 yes. album, because we've talked about this a lot. When you get the 1975, there's going to be a lot that you can just like discard and be like, okay, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, swipe it off the table. But there are usually like, three to five songs that you're like fuck yeah yeah that that come with every 1975 album this i would say probably falls into the three to five that uh song happiness they initially weren't going to make it uh as funny as it is they were just going to call it penis instead if you if you take the ha away from it you make it less funny it's going to be called penis i read a feature on maddie healy and it made me like him a lot more pitchfork did a way too long feature on him and that's just a, that's very surprising to me i feel like the more that you find out about maddie healy the more that you'd be like that <laughs> oh no like i mean he's he does seem sincere and like hey like i'm not doing anything for the sake of doing it i'm not doing anything to get a rise out of anybody i just i'm an overwhelming person i overwhelm myself he, I think he said, like, it's exhausting being me, so I understand if people are exhausted by my presence and, like, whatever. I think he's, like, the, I think he's the child of, like, two actors, was kind of raised in the kind of celebrity life. There is a lot of, obviously, he probably has, like, ADHD and everything out the wazoo, but he doesn't seem like, I, I, I believe after reading that, that he really isn't trying to just like get a rise out of people. And sometimes he does. And him leaving Twitter, I thought was really interesting. Uh, Famously after the George Floyd murder, he tweeted out a statement about it and added the music video to love it. If we made it because there's part of that song that talks about uh, cops killing black people and, he got a lot of shit for it because it was like not the time to self promote. Yeah, like this this seems like you're just kind of promoting your own thing and his explanation for it was like 
I think about my lyrics more than I think about tweets. And the lyrics in there do a better job of saying what I'm trying to say than whatever my tweet would. So, like, I understand if it came off as that, but I sincerely wasn't just trying to get, like, clicks or hits. And, like, the 1975 don't need the extra million views on YouTube. So I kind of believe that. I think that I believe it, was, it too. Yeah. But I also believe that, like, hey, uh, maybe not the time. Like, yeah. read the room. Oh, don't, yeah, definitely. Yeah, don't, like, drop the link to your music video. So, like, totally chunked it. Yeah. I think the backlash to it probably included a lot of, oh, wait, we're making fun of Matt, or, like, we're mad at Maddie Healy. Okay, I wasn't going to care about this, but now that everybody's so mad about it, let me jump in. So that was his cue to just leave Twitter, and he... It was interesting the way that he talked about Twitter, though. He's like, I don't proofread my tweets, which, like, I don't. Of course. Yeah, Yeah. like, none of us do. But he was like, other things that I do, I do with great care. So it's just so weird that Twitter, which is the thing that can anger people the most, is the one thing that we're most uh, kind of frivolous about. So, I mean, he's a smart guy. Definitely a smart guy. He's a great lyricist, really good musician. He, you know, my relationship with the like, this is too much stuff yeah. where it's like, all right, well, then do you want him to just fucking sit around and do nothing? This is what he can give the earth. So he chooses to do it. I like him. I don't love all of his music, but I feel like the 1975 experience is never supposed to be that. We've talked about like they they're the poppy Foo Fighters. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where like they're, they're gonna, gonna have an a- amazing greatest hits album, but there's so much shit that you have to sift through to get to those greatest hits. But man, some of their some of the nineteen seventy five songs are they are absolute bangers. Outstanding shit boxes. Eager to see what they do with Jack Antonoff. I've been meaning to do this. Um something where you take like the best of somebody who's bad or the worst of somebody who's good, and maybe it's like a podcast episode or something where you say, okay, like we're going to talk about Billy Joel's worst fucking songs, or we're going to talk about Jack Antonoff's best fucking songs because Jack Antonoff for as like homogenous as he is, has Has done a lot of really good songs, dope ass shit. So maybe this could be some of the dope ass shit that he does. Who knows? You never know. So that's the little 1975 update. Hell yeah. Uh, We also got to talk about... Fantasy football. That's right. You want to get your mind right for fantasy football? (laughs) Get better help. You want to take care of your mentals for that fantasy football? That's right. Fantasy football is right around the corner, so make sure your head is straight before you jump into a draft. Get that. Uh... How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? You're a car guy, right? I'm a, I'm a fantasy football guy. I have I'm only in one league and I have one team. So how well do you take care of it? Yeah, because you got to keep it your entire life. That's yep. how fantasy football works. That's also how our brains work. So why don't we treat them that way? Take care of your mental health. Go to therapy. We're highly big fans of therapy. Even if you don't think you need it, you probably need it. That's just the way that life works. Especially if you don't think you need it. <laughs> That's you true. Need, there is no greater sign that you need therapy than thinking you don't need therapy. <laughs> that is a tremendous point. 
BetterHelp was actually my introduction to getting into therapy. By the way, we talked about BetterHelp last week. We did an ad read, a, a stunning response that we have never gotten our in our life. Our first five-star review. From the company. It came from the company. Yeah, BetterHelp was like, yo, this was the best ad read we've ever had. Thank you, guys. And we were like, well, would you like to hear a company that disagrees Better with help, you? Huh? <laughs> yes. Uh, there are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain. Uh, you can, you know, learn a new language, take power naps, take, uh, uh, supplements that, that give you, uh, the energy and things that you need. But therapy and going to therapy is one of the best things that you can do for your brain. Uh, trust me, both of us go to therapy regularly. We highly, highly recommend it. Um, so love therapy. BetterHelp is a awesome source for going to therapy because they make it really easy for you they they set you up with a therapist that is tailored to what you need and if you've ever done the therapy thing or if you've ever explored the therapy route especially within the past couple of years with the therapy boom that's gone on with the pandemic it can be very hard and frustrating to find a therapist uh, find a therapist that you like that fits with you better help We'll set you up with one uh, very, very quickly. And if you don't like that one, they'll set you up with a new one. Uh, they really, really help from the consumer side. And the user interface is very, very simple. So uh, BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat therapy sessions. You don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't have to. It's very affordable. Uh, it's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. If you want to start with BetterHelp, go to betterhelp.com slash brunch. Uh, our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash brunch. That's betterhelp.com slash brunch. Cool. Looking at this Atlanta Falcon schedule... And tell you what, ain't no fantasy. They got some games. Could see them play the Browns with Jacoby Brissett under center. Hmm. Interesting. I think that if we went to a Falcons game, I'd care most about like the the kit, the kit clash. Who are they playing? What's it going to look like? They play the 49ers. I would love to go to the game in which they do the uh, the throwbacks yes. now because they're wearing the red helmets this year. That's right. Do we? Let's wait to find out which one they're doing and then just go that week. The week of. We plan the trip the week of. Uh, all I really care about is going to Atlanta Breakfast Club again because holy yes, fuck. Yes, sir. Uh, we got to talk about Bullet Train. Bullet Train. A movie that we saw this past week with Brad Pitt. Uh, I would essentially say that it is John Wick meets Deadpool, which is a very... Uh, very uh, apt description considering the guy who made it is the guy who made John Wick and also Deadpool 2. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, well, that makes perfect sense. It's extremely John Wick. Yes. A lot of that close shot combat. I liked this movie, and I know that Rotten Tomatoes got it at a 54 right that, now. Really? That's what it's at? Audience score, is it a 77? That's what I more have a bone to pick with. I understand if critics are like, all right, here's why this wasn't that good of a movie. But audience score is just, hey, did you like that movie or not? And only 77% of people saying that they liked Bullet Train? That's nuts. I think is low. That's nuts, because like that movie essentially sold what exactly what it is in the trailers, and it just 
pitches itself as a fun time. It's a uh, it's a really really fun action movie. Like it is not perfect. I think it's a, a little bit too long. Of course, probably about like ten fifteen minutes too long. Uh, it takes takes a little bit to get going. I guess like I mean like it's very very focused. Like you're you're not really dealing with a whole lot. Of fat that you want to get rid of, but it could be trimmed down. I think it's a nice little spin on the assassin who just wanted to get out of the game. Because yeah. typically it's, they just wanted to get out of the game, and then something pulls them back. You kill their dog, <laughs> you did whatever. This is just Brad Pitt. It's like, oh, there's like a lo- there's like a low-pressure job for me to take? All right, that I can do. I just well, have to pick up a suitcase. We just finished talking about therapy. Brad Pitt basically p- plays an assassin that is that fucking loves therapy. He like he is he's got big goes to therapy once energy. <laughs> yeah. Everything he's talking about is like, "Hey, are you guys seeing this? You know about you know about therapy? You know that like he's a guy, he's a he's a he's a an assassin who his Instagram feed and all his Instagram reels are about like becoming zen. All of his Instagram stories are uh, just text. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, like the ther- the therapeutic like, it's like text a message. Yeah, the uh, in inspirational yes. Instagram posts. Yeah, you don't know what blah blah blah, but and that's okay. It's all affirmations. Yes, right. He's he's a big affirmation story guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Overall, though, like a very fun time uh, in this movie. Uh, the acting's very good. The characters are awesome. Loved every character. Yeah, all the characters were very good. And there's like a wide variety of characters. My favorite is Aaron Taylor Johnson's character because... Oh, yeah, Tangerine. Tangerine. Uh, there's a, a combo of him and Brian Tyree Henry. Yep. And boy, that duo fucking knocks it out of the park. I, I would say that, that that duo is the highlight of this movie, but... Aaron Taylor Johnson gets high grades for me, not only because his performance and his character are pretty badass. He also looks just the best that I've ever seen anybody look in a movie. Yeah, he looks great. He looks off the charts great. I love the duo of Tangerine and Lemon. They're, yeah, I'm glad you said the characters are great because they really all are. Uh, Joey King as Prince. Do you know who that is? Uh, who, which one? Prince is the like the true bad guy on there. The uh, the girl. Oh uh, no, that is the kid in Crazy Stupid Love. Wait, what? Yes, time's a motherfucker, huh? Wait, what? Yeah, that is that's their daughter in Crazy Stupid Love. I don't even. I would never make that connection. Holy shit! I didn't think I recognized her, but I was. I was like, who's this person who's billed very high uh, in this Brad Pitt movie? And they were, yeah, Crazy Stupid Love, uh, Molly Weaver. I don't even really remember Molly Weaver. She doesn't do much other than she's very important to the plot of that movie because she is the one who calls Hannah Nana. Ah, and that's right. why the Nana thing exists. That's right. Because okay, she's too it. stupid to say things correctly. So as we've covered on this podcast, adults don't like waiting for children to be able to say things correctly. They lock in on the wrong <laughs> thing and they say that is your name for the rest of your life. I tell you that during 2013, during the uh, lockout, 2012, I guess, during the NHL lockout, uh, I did some stand-up comedy. 
solely out of boredom. I took stand-up classes. We would go to open mics after and everything. One of my big jokes was that. It's like, why don't we wait for... Why don't you just wait till the kids are smarter? Why do you lock in such stupid names? It was phrased a little better. Yeah, it's hard to see how this stand-up routine didn't work out. It did not work out. I was like the funniest person in that class. Mm. I'd always go... Whenever they would have us go, I would always go last. They'd always have me go last. Oh, you'd be the headliner? Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Oh, no, I I wasn't bad at it. No, I mean, I I don't think that you're bad at it, but I think your, your material... No, From that what was, I've it, heard of it is that not, one not wonderful. Played pretty well. I mean, for it being 2012, the fact that I don't think any of the material would get me canceled is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's very good Seinfeldian. You. I was, I mean, I was dropping some f words in there, but nothing like which which kind of f words? Uh, oh fuck. Yeah, okay, yeah, that that's one. good to clarify. Uh, um, disappointments with this movie at all? Um. No, I like that we haven't revealed who some of the other actors are. There are some fun cameos. Yes, they... Right, one in particular, which is like... What? What? They do They do a combination of cameos and saving like real characters for later in the movie. Yeah, and uh, I like that. Uh, one of the characters that I was kind of disappointed in was Logan Lerman is in this movie, and he just dies immediately. Who's Logan Lerman? Uh, he is. He was in Perks of Being a Wallflower. He plays the uh, the son, the spoiled son, who bleeds from the eyes in this in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Lo- Logan Lerman. I have like a a weird spot for Logan Lerman where I want to see him like become a bigger star. So the fact that he was in this movie with like a star studded cast and like had a very small role uh, was a little disappointing. Yeah, a lot of murder in this one, but a lot of fun shots. I'll tell you who I could have used more of. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny was, was awesome the most menacing looking person I've ever seen. In and this. I'll tell you, I know extremely little about Bad Bunny. He just seems like a very cool guy. He was fantastic very fun in this. Give me I mean, apologies to Josh Tillman. We now have like a way we knew we now have the gold standard for musicians. In action movies, I have. I think that I could. Uh, I think I could become like a Bad Bunny enthusiast. You want to know how how I was exposed to Bad Bunny for the first time? My Cor- first exposure to Bad Corona? Bunny. No. Does he do the Corona commercial? He does, yeah. but that was not my first exposure to him. My first exposure to him was when Heim played the Pandemic Grammys and how they had the sound stage. Oh yeah, he was like he performed. Uh, Right around the same time as them, maybe before them. Yeah. And while they were playing, he was dancing in, the, was background, dancing in the background with like a solo cup. And he was like, hell yeah. And I was like, that is the vibe that I want right I now. I remember that. Yeah. I don't like, I don't hate the idea of like kind of sob rocking Bad Bunny, not listening to his music, but really being an enthusiast on just all other like things. His vibe. Bad Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's how I am with Jay Balvin. Yeah. Still right. haven't heard a song. But I, I definitely got think that, all the J Balvin Miller Lite merch. I definitely think that Bad Bunny passes the vibe check. Uh, he was in Narcos Mexico as well, but like extremely shoehorned in, and it was very, very jarring because you're you're coming up with like a very modern uh, star musician mm-hmm. star, and like shoehorning them into a 1980s drug show, uh, and it was like it was like ah, this doesn't work. I'll tell you what, I I don't know if. Migos be, also in really yeah Migos wow. also in Narcos Mexico. Maybe they'd be tempted to give Bad Bunny the same like really scary character, but 
I would watch Bad Bunny in more things. Same. Yeah. He was awesome in this. He was just looked so menacing. It was crazy. Do uh what's the the bad guy in this his name? Is it White Death? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Do they was his actor build much? No. Okay, so that's like a It's it's a nice little treat for the second half of the movie. There are a few people that, I mean, there are cameos, but also like a few just surprise cast members. Yes, I, I'd consider him that. Yeah, same. Uh, one of the weird dynamics is that there are three people involved in this movie that were just recently involved in another movie. And I wonder like what the connection there is. Really? Because it's a weird trio. I'm trying to think. Brad Pitt's one of them. Yeah. One of them is the cameo that like nobody saw coming. Yep. And then the other one is the person who shows up at the end. Oh, what do they do t- together? Uh, they just did a recent movie. Uh, the one about uh, there's like uh, an author who's writing about a character in the book, and like suddenly it becomes real, and they're dropped in like the jungle. And Jumanji? No. Sounds like you're. All right, we might Jumanji. have to believe this one, but uh, Brad Pitt. Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock were just involved in that oh, movie. Oh, oh, the person at the end. Okay, but you know who that is the whole way. Yeah. Well, no, I found out. Oh. Like, I, I like identified the voice halfway through the movie. Oh, okay. So I thought you were talking about. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. And I was like, "What are they doing together?" I'm <laughs> yeah, that. Right. No, but like the uh, whatever that movie was called that they just did the like the romantic comedy. I don't think comedy, anyone I think. saw that. I don't think so either. I didn't hear word one about that. Uh, I also saw. I finally saw the the League of Super Pets, the okay. DC League of Super Pets. Yeah, it's basically the pets of like the Justice League. So much better than really? any of the Secret Life of Pets nonsense. Oh, really? Yeah. In fact, uh, I did not know that I could thoroughly enjoy uh, a 2022 project involving Kate McKinnon, but Kate McKinnon was awesome in it. It was like the best Kate McKinnon role ever. What did she play? She plays an evil uh, guinea pig, <laughs> and she is obsessed with clarifying that she's not a hamster. Okay. Like, hamsters are fucking trash. Okay. She's a guinea pig. I like this. Uh, that like she'll be fighting people, or she'll be like under attack, and she'll be chunking it because she's spending too much time talking about <laughs> why hamsters are just way worse than guinea pigs that's amazing she's not a fucking guinea pig and her uh lemmings are thomas middleditch and ben schwartz okay those two famously yeah those two famously have worked together great cast i mean it's dwayne johnson as superman's dog okay and kevin hart also in it kevin hart is so there's a bunch of dogs this is just a lot of like putting people together that like have previously worked together yeah kevin hart and dwayne johnson middle ditch and swartz Uh, i'm guessing uh kate mckinnon is also paired with uh um what's her name vanessa Um, bear really yeah Yeah. i was gonna say uh who's married to uh to paul thomas anderson oh uh uh jesus yeah, how like, am I blanking on her name? My Rudolph. My Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, could have used My Rudolph, but if there's one complaint I have, there actually might be like too many characters, and there might be too much stuff going on. But too much passing the ball uh, around. Yeah, Max uh, Mark Marin is Lex Luthor. 
Okay. John Krasinski is Superman, and they do have all of the other superheroes and shit, but basically, uh, Kate McKinnon was once the pet of Lex Luthor, and she gets this type of kryptonite that makes animals strong, and she gets it so she can free Lex Luthor, who's been jailed, and she just wants to impress Lex Luthor, and Lex Luthor does not give a fuck about her, but she spills some of the extra stuff that makes animals uh, strong, so like Kevin Hart, who's just like a dog that's at the pound, gets it, so he's got all these superpowers now. Kate McKinnon, who's a fucking pig, is like... A guinea pig. Uh... No, I'm sorry. So, Kate, no, yeah, Kate McKinnon's a guinea pig. Uh, Vanessa Bayer is a real pig. <laughs> okay. And she's got a superpower of just like she can get bigger and smaller. <laughs> it ends up being way more practical than you'd think. Okay. It's a good movie, man. It was like I, I letterboxed it and I gave it like a seven. Okay. Three. That's a three and a half yeah. stars. Not bad. Not bad for a movie like that. Yeah. Especially when Secret Life of Pets fucking is the worst. Yeah. Is this a part of that universe? No, I okay. don't think so. Okay. But not part of the Secret Life of Pets cinematic universe. Yeah. Oh, I meant to ask you this, speaking of pets. Uh, I watched Hard Knocks last okay. night, and who? I, I'm so out on Hard Knocks. That Same. thing has been should be over for a million years now. But one of the Lions players, when pumping up his team, said, if you're going to piss like a puppy, get off the porch. Let the big dogs eat. And that's the best fucking line ever, but I've been trying to figure out what it means. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea how to decipher that. Best explanation I could come up with, and this was, I legitimately like, thought about it for an hour before I came across this, is if, okay, what, the I, porch I, is for eating. Yeah. So if you don't know how to control your bladder. They get off the porch. Or like, if you if you're a puppy... You're going to pee everywhere. Yeah. So we just shouldn't keep you inside. But I don't understand how that at all connects with like com- competition. Well, I, th- like- I think that I think it connects like if you're gonna like piss your pants, if you're gonna be like too, if you're gonna be scared of the moment or like not know what you're doing, and you're gonna piss down your leg. Then yeah. Then get off. But like. I, it's, I think, I think that's just, what there, it means. There's too many moving parts here. And like, initially, I was like, "If you're gonna piss like a puppy, like me, like this, this is a good, this is a good thing to bring up because it does like have a lot of puppies piss. It's like, well, the big dogs are gonna piss at some point too, but they can control when and where they piss. Yeah, that's the that's the mindfulness of the big dog. This, there's a lot of connections here between Bullet Train and this quote because both are pretty badass. Yeah, it's a very badass. There's quote. there's probably just like a little bit too much going on Mm -hmm. you can trim it down a little bit shorten it make it pack more of a concentrated punch but at the end of the day i think there's something here to work with definitely we never ended up talking about uh the gray man oh which was the uh the ryan gosling uh movie that just came out on netflix with chris evans and uh anna darmus and just like a, a a fun watch, uh, a very enjoyable action movie, but like totally forgettable. Like yeah. you, you you can just like it can be your Friday night, and by Saturday you're probably forgetting that you watched it. I'll tell you what, I'm not the biggest action movie guy, but I never don't like an action movie. Right, if that's I'm going the to thing. sit through it and watch it. Like that's why I, I get so confused. I'm like, what is the difference between 
this action movie that you all say is like a 90 and then this other one that's like a 70 it's like generally generally the action all the same but it's like they're exciting the whole time Mm -hmm. you watch people fight it's not going to blow your mind there are some like the mission impossible one a few years ago that'll blow your mind a little bit but generally i never see an action movie and be like that was bad like top gun maverick uh um, Mission Impossible Fallout, Mad Max Fury Road are like the three that I've been like, yo, this has completely blown my mind. They will stand out above the rest. But I've seen so many action movies that just like kind of fall into a pile that I liked, but they're just following the action movie paint by numbers sort of formula. Yeah. And like, I like that. I'm, if I'm getting, if I'm knowingly getting into that, I can very much enjoy it. And that's sort of what I expected the Gray Man to be. Where I like have an issue with the Gray Man is now they're like trying to turn it into like an intellectual property. They're doing. I was like, gonna say they're opening like they're, a theme they're park. like expanding like the 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 uh the Gray Man cinematic universe. They're doing a sequel and a spinoff. It is a very like run of the mill. I don't want to say mediocre because I enjoyed it, but like it is a pretty mediocre action movie. And now they're like, okay, we are. We are building out from this, and I don't think that that's necessary. I think you could probably fucking move on and just do other shit, especially because, like, I think the best part of the movie was Chris Evans' character. Yeah. And spoiler alert, he doesn't make it through the movie. Right. He's a crazy one. He's a bit reckless there. Yeah, you know what's a bad action movie? I'll give you a bad action movie. Uh, Spencer Confidential. I've never seen that one. I you know, know that, that Post is? Malone was in it. Yes, that's right. That's it's a Mark Wahlberg. Uh, most... Most Mark Wahlberg movies are like starting off at like a. I don't really like this because Mark Wahlberg's in it. Right. I remember the. All I remember from that movie is just like the whole time there. He goes back to Boston, and the whole time they're like, "Spencer, get out of Boston. We don't want you back in Boston." And then he'll be like, "Fine," and he'll go to a different bar or something, and be like, "Spencer, is that you back in Boston?" We didn't think you'd be back in Boston. Within three minutes, he's fighting somebody, and they're like. <laughs> Never come back to fucking Boston. This is why we didn't want you in Boston. Before you came in, we were saying we liked when you were not in Boston. Then you came in, and we thought we'll be nice to you because who knows? Maybe you come back to Boston, you turn a new leaf. But it's the same old Spencer. We fucking hate you in Boston. Uh, this is a world record. We've gone about an hour and ten minutes without mentioning the Patreon slash Better Call I... Saul content. Fucked up. Uh, we... We did we did watch Better Call Saul together this past week. We did the in person post game show in person. Uh I doubled down on we in person there. there. That, yeah. yeah. Um but before we watched Better Call Saul, we were watching a Mark Wahlberg movie, watch Sniper on AMC. Uh, because oh, that was Shooter. Shooter, that's what yeah. I meant. Uh yeah, Shooter. Sniper famously was American. That's true. Um we were watching Shooter on AMC because it's always interesting to check out what AMC is playing before Better Call Saul because they've been pumping out hit after hit. One, one week was Shawshank Redemption. One week was Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. The Another week was uh, The Fugitive. Yeah. That was awesome. This week was Shooter, which was a little disappointing. But Shooter is a pretty great TV movie. But one of the observations that we had was that... With four minutes left to go, it was 8.56, and Better Call Saul is on at 9 p.m. sharp. At 8.56 p.m., like, in Shooter, there is a completely unresolved 
like oh, main yeah. plot point. They wrap the movie up in the final four minutes of the movie. I've never seen anything like it. It is like, it they, is insane. Are they gonna have like a to be continued here? Like what's going on? Like and Mark Wahlberg comes in and they're like Spencer, what are you doing in Boston? And he just like lights everybody up, everybody dies, and they throw like a major plot hurdle into the mix with five minutes left in the movie, and it's hilarious. Yeah, uh, we were both sitting there being like, "Yo, is this gonna fucking end on time? Are we gonna have to? Is this gonna start at like nine thirty? Because Shooter is not even close to over, and it I, just wraps up with four minutes left." I would love if uh, Shooter bumped Better Call Saul. <laughs> I would love to see the reactions to that, but. Uh, the Better Call Saul postgame show was very good this week. Uh, yeah. If you very big episode, the penultimate episode directed by Vince Gilligan. Uh, if you were maybe late to watching it or you haven't watched it yet and then you want to get our takes on the postgame show, you can find them at patreon.com slash listen to brunch. You can also sign up there for the final postgame show coming up this Monday after the series finale to Better mm. Call Saul. It's going to be a massive one. Uh, I did see somebody recently comment. I think it was our guy Dave from Vancouver said, uh, these have been great. And you guys are, it's a shame that you guys are really seeming to hit your stride on this just before it ends. And I don't think that that's a shame. I think that's perfectly on brand for brunch yeah. for us to get good at something and then just have it end immediately. Yeah. And, we haven't totally figured it out, but I think that we we figured out that this is something that works. So it's something that we – it's very possible that we'll apply it to something else. Like we, yeah. we found out we, – we found the application works and whether it – we just say, okay, let's just watch this random thing and then go up after or whatever. This won't be the last type of thing like this we do. We're considering a pregame show on Monday as well. But that might be tough because we'll be going up against either an incredible action movie or like maybe they get Spencer Confidential. What if we just did like a watch along with whatever movie plays before Better Call Saul and we make it like the Better Call Saul pregame show slash watch watch party for whatever movie that is? I'm totally into that idea, mainly because everybody will be watching it at different times because famously cable time shoots zones out. no like like that there will be like i'm always ahead of you oh, true, watching yeah. something at the same time or i'll be behind somebody else so i love that we'll just kind of be uh commentating on nonsense <laughs> it'll make absolutely no sense but i'm down for that because we can talk about whatever's on but also there are theories around the patreon's also been a really good place for Heading into the sh- to the episode of Better Call Saul, like what do we think is going to happen? What do we want? What do we need? I'm super pumped for this. I I think that there's been some overrating of the la- most recent episode of Better Call Saul. I've been seeing people call it like one of the greatest episodes of television, which what? was definitely the hope going in. But I did not think that that was no. one of the greatest episodes of television. It was not even the best episode of television in the series of this show. Yeah. Oh my God. I saw somebody. I mean, you you see all sorts of takes, and that's why we need to get off Twitter. But I saw someone say how disappointed they were in this season of Better Call Saul, and this is truly like one of the best seasons of television ever, ever, ever. Like peak Nacho, peak Salamanca, peak Lalo, peak. I mean, we haven't even seen Gus in like four episodes, 
and we're not booing boohooing about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, it's easy to uh, forget that this is the second half of the. If you put together the two halves of yeah. this season, it's fucking incredible. Yeah. Thirteen. I mean, twelve so far, but thirteen episodes. Legitimately. 10 of which I would say like, like at least a, a of range which were like outstanding You're right man I'm so I, I I understand the sadness and like oh we won't be able to do like the post game show for this anymore but I mean smile because it happened don't cry because it's over like better call Saul is I'm I'm more like I'm more sad that like we're losing appointment television that is becoming more and more rare like yeah that, like this is how we felt you... when insecure ended we were like, all right, we we'll just need like another. Well, we'll be able to find something as good as Insecure, but it hasn't. That hasn't really been filled. Even even like Insecure, like I never, I never really like saw it as appointment television. It was more like, it was more water cooler television. That was more of Insecure's strong suit. Where it's like, okay, let's talk about what happened on Insecure the next day or like right after or whatever. Yeah. But like, there's very very rarely a time when. I'm looking forward to an episode of TV like six days in advance oh, where yeah. it's like, okay, next Monday is better call Saul day. And like that doesn't happen very often anymore. Like the last time that it happened for me was Game of Thrones probably. And like you just have like years in between that shit now. And like you have to build up to it obviously. Like obviously at the beginning you weren't like, okay, better call Saul day season one. Yeah. You have to have like an extended run where like not only are you super invested in it, but like everybody in your everybody else in your life is super invested in it, and it's like a community thing. That's how I felt. Uh, oh shit, what was I going to say? I mean, another point that I was going to make is that this is the best show I've ever watched, live. beginning to end. Like from like watch the first episode live. Mm-hmm. Really. I would say I'd say that's probably true for me too. Maybe like yeah. half of the episodes of this show I've watched when it aired, mm-hmm. which is I would say most of them. Yeah, like yeah, most of them for me, if not all of them. Like, yeah, that's a really good point because a lot of the times when you hop on like a really great prestige TV show, it's because word of mouth is like yeah, this show is amazing and you should be watching it, and it's pretty rare to jump in on something from the ground floor and especially something this great did um what was i going to say did did you watch breaking bad from the jump probably not no um i believe that i watched like the first couple episodes i don't know that if i watched them live but i watched them like the season of okay and uh like i wasn't crazy about it and then i ended up going back afterwards interesting yeah breaking bad i watched i binged the entire thing between the during the break of the final season okay so then i was able to watch the last run week by week and i remember being like holy shit this is so incredible how do people how have people done this waiting a week every week and that's what it's been like oh that was the point i was gonna make this past saturday I was like, this doesn't feel like the weekend. Who fucking cares? Get me to Monday. Right. Like yeah. I, Monday is the day that I am looking forward and to. And the worst thing that I can say about Better Call Saul is that it has fucking ruined Sundays for me for a long time because it's it is I've just like my brain has become programmed to expect big shows to be on Sunday nights. And if every like almost every single Sunday 
my brain is like, cool, better call Saul tonight. And then I have to remember, nope, it's tomorrow. Like, it fucks me every week. I never thought about that. Yeah, has it always been Mondays? Always. Wow. I mean, do we have a... I mean, Succession at some point will come back, but Mm -hmm. what great Sunday show is there right now? Uh, The new Game of Thrones show is is going to start soon. Ah. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. There's, like... I don't really have a... And, like, it basically has to come on through HBO now because, like, everything else is streaming and they dump them all the same fucking... Although, I guess, like, if you watch... uh, like the Disney Plus ones, they'll they'll come out weekly and they'll just put them out on a Friday and you can watch them whenever you want. But like, I like having shows in a specific time slot per week and being able to look forward to them. Yeah, TV hits. Patreon.com slash listen to brunch. In addition to all the Better Call Saul content and bonus stuff, uh, we do have another Tomato Fights planned. I, every now and then I get some uh, polite nudging of when is Tomato Fights coming back and we have one planned and it's a very fun matchup so that will be coming at some point in the not too distant future but patreon.com slash listen to brunch support the podcast get us some tables for us to put uh our laptops and waters down on and get all that better call saw fun we're we're enjoying it bye